0: Well, here we are We're at Kirsten's house. We're filming with Ryan Meeks. We got him. We tricked him into flying up and hanging out with us for a couple hours. And we didn't tell you these questions in advance, but this is our last like, recorded thing for Eastlake. We're having our final recorded discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have questions that we've written down and we wanted to at least spend some time, an hour or so. Yes. Hearing from you, we love you. Thanks for coming up and hanging out with us. You're welcome, I love you guys.
1: Thank yeah. you for saying yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is fun. <laughs> I think it's appropriate that I shared the story about when I called you to ask if you would do this. <laughs> oh. I said, the analogy to me was like, we were putting down the family dog. <laughs> and totally. we wanted to do it like gently and with care. And your response to me was, yeah, like old yeller. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no.
0: That. no. You remember <laughs> the movie. No,
1: yeah. not like old Just go oh, no, shoot it. <laughs> just shoot it. <laughs> I get
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I had been gone a few years. Yes. So. Yeah. So I think we already did that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go yeah. back and do it. I was like, is
1: that dog still going? <laughs> yes. Your okay, so. when you texted him. We texted you, the three of us were on a group text. And when we first reached out to you and said, hey, we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna officially shut this thing down yeah. and we we called you to see if you had like any opinions about it any things you wanted to say <laughs> and you were like no not really um which wasn't surprising i, I already to did us. that yeah so thanks for joining <laughs> us for this video yes. <laughs> but then when we did like the public announcement we had like a video update and we sent it out to like former staff members and um, some of the people who had spoken and you were on some of them and you texted us, man, it's wild realizing it's finally over lots of emotions swirling. And I want to ask you like, what were some of those?
2: Um, I think it just, most of it has been just gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh man, it's really coming to a close and I got to be a part of that amazing experience, and I wouldn't be anything like the way I am, which I like, by the way. <laughs> I could be taken in a million different directions, but to me, it's positive. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, man, that that was an important part of my life, and I'm so grateful that I got to be part of it. So this is mostly gratitude, and then it was, then there was um, this sense of. Uh, empty space you know there's like I don't know I, if maybe this is a weird analogy but like like uh, I never had this but a lot of people like they go off to college and then they get to come back to their childhood home or whatever and there's kind of like something about not having it at all you know that there's this thing that used to be that you can't even ever go back to which mm-hmm. is actually always true anyway right they say, say you can never go home But I think there was this uh, sense, an emotional sense of like coming to terms with that, like, okay, it's really gone. Gratitude and grief, probably. Yeah. Like, uh, I loved that thing. I really did
0: put a lot of myself into it. I was like, okay. Yeah. Close the chapter. I think a reason why we're even wanting to do a final discussion um, on Reflections of Eastlake is obviously you resigned a few years back and- Part of the discussion I wanted to spend some time on is just thinking through now that you've been away and now that you've had time to not be involved in Eastlake, like, to, like live a life separate. <laughs> I'm assuming like a part of the process has been like, how do I untether my identity from this church I planted when I was a kid yeah, <laughs> from totally. who I am now? <laughs> totally. And that was honestly one of the things that I felt like as we were like wrapping your time at Eastlake, the gift that we were trying to give you was like, it's okay. Like, you aren't Eastlake, you are a human, and Eastlake is a thing. Yeah. But I'm just curious, as you've had some time away, um, what do you miss? Yeah, oh, man, there's lots of things I miss. Like, because
2: 90-some percent of that 16-year experience for me was fucking fun. Like, <laughs> it was so fun. So, I guess just so, I can just say some of the things I miss. Like, the for sure, the staff, like, all you guys... Like I just love these people to death and we became something special. You know, even just last night getting together with so many of them all. It was like, I don't just love those individuals. I love the thing that is created in the room when they're all in the same spot. There's Mm -hmm. something different. It's not just all these individuals together. Something else shows up in that space and because of our show. Even now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Even now.
1: And then even like back then, I think that was the thing that drew people yeah. to Eastlake was there was this dynamic yep. within the staff that people-
2: Wanted to be around.
1: Yeah. yeah what was it? Sure. Do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, good question. I mean, one, again, we were
1: fucking fun. <laughs> like it's fun people,
2: yeah. people who want to have fun. And like, just like last night, most of us haven't seen each other in a long time and so at first it's like, hey, what's going on? Like, how old are your kids now? Like, you know, <laughs> getting reacquainted. And then the whole rest of the night is just like laughing, laughing, yeah. laughing. Um, and so there's just this, uh, yeah, I think there's just this attractive energy. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why people came to East. Like, that's why people chose Lake as their church. Yeah, Nobody was, was coming to theology. Eastlake like, yeah, exactly. Nobody was like, I've been to a bunch of churches, evaluated everyone's theology. Eastlake's gotta figure it out. <laughs> we are the worst theology possible, as you could tell by the end. Uh, it was fun. And it was like happy, joyful people. Um, and that's attractive. So I think that was part of it. And then all those people are like excellent at things. Like it's not just like happy people who tell jokes, but like intelligent. Smart, hardworking, good leaders, um, and that kind of, like attracts like, and so we we had we did not have a hard time getting like professional, high quality leaders because we had a bunch of professional, high quality leaders on the team. We,
1: take. When we talked with Michelle, <clears throat> I was so happy to hear her say when she looked back, she just saw laughter, like <laughs> yeah, through that's it funny. all. She did, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting to me because there were some not so fun times. Yeah. But when I'm with East Lake people, it's just so fun. Yeah. And I find that really, like, I think that's what probably kept us going during those kind of hard times when you probably could have thrown the towel in years and years For and sure. years ago.
2: Yeah. Without the staff, I think. I mean, it just comes down to, <clears throat> I would have... Without the staff, I would have left a long time ago. Maybe almost ten years earlier. But like, so where was it going to go? These are all my best friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to leave them. And also, you know, when I finally got to a place where I could start sharing with the, my best friends, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm starting to change. How do you? How, how does this hit you? This thought? Am I crazy? And then we all started going. Kind of going. That does make sense. And. I think that's what allowed us to go as far and as fast as we did through so much change mm-hmm. was because we were all getting caught up in that whatever that was that was just living us into a different perspective um, into transformation and but I don't think any of us could have gone as far and as fast without all of us you know we needed to we needed to be able to look to yeah. the left and the right and be like hey are you are you tracking? Are you okay? How are we doing? You know, because it was a storm all around us, um, but we were tracking with each other.
1: Yeah, I do feel like when I think about this app I feel like I think about laughter and I also feel like, are you here? Are you still
2: here? Right. I'll, I'll stick with it I'm, if you will. I think, I think it's funny that Michelle said laughter too, because I also think that there were a lot of hard things, especially towards the last sort of what I would call act three of the mm-hmm. life cycle of Eastlake. But I think... Something that Michelle and I were talking about just the other day is that <laughs> we tend to have a perspective of being able to take that stuff and be like, and see how it like radically shifted us, even whether it was when I had cancer or something else. Like, all these things have actually been good things. They sound like bad things, mm-hmm. but then I would not want to replace it because it ended up producing so much stuff, which is hilarious because, do you guys remember that book, the Bible that's like, <laughs> consider it pure joy when you go through trials because it's going to produce something? Like, that's actually true. That's actually a good verse. Hang on to that one. Because uh, <laughs> we were on a walk the other day and, it, and we'd heard about somebody, that something really you know difficult was happening in their life. And I remember saying, gosh, you know, some people just draw all the hard cards, you know? And, and we're walking down the street and I'm like, oh, our life has been so easy. And then we both <laughs> pause for a second. We're like, what? <laughs> but and, and I like that. That I had to remind myself, like that mm-hmm. we had all those hard years at Eastlake, and and that I had cancer and all this other stuff, because because it feels good to be the kind of person or to be in a, mm-hmm. at least a spot in my life where I'm like, I fucking love it all. Like I want to bless it all. Like thank you, thank you, thank you, because all of it has served a particular function in my life that um, has been positive in the aggregate.
1: I want to. So when you were 25, and Michelle kind of told the story about. You're originally coming up to plant with someone else, and then that person changed their mind. Yeah. And right. you guys were, like, kind of already set on it. You're
2: going to yeah. be the music guy. Yeah, <laughs> the I, music was, guy. I was going to be the music guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so when you decided to do this, and you moved up here with Riley and Jager, what were you hoping for?
2: Yeah, I mean, my wildest dream was, like, we were going to start a little church that our friends would go to that... Um, you know, where people would find hope and uh, community and we could find a way to follow this Jesus thing in a way that didn't make us like these weird oddballs from culture, like where we would, you know, where it would make practical sense in your life and you wouldn't have to get all weird and goofy spiritual, but uh, that would work for people that was our age and younger because there's plenty of things for for boomers or for my parents' Mm -hmm. generation. But I would have been so content, at least I thought, to pastor, like, a 300-person church for their whole run. Like, I for sure did not expect
0: what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious what even compelled that. Was it just, like, growing, like, obviously your dad's a pastor, but is it just, like, following in the footsteps of what your dad wanted you to like thought was a good career path. Like that's a pretty common. No, I actually career path think or... my
2: parents wisely uh, encouraged me not to do this. <laughs> hey, we know you. <laughs> They're like ministry's hard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and of course I'd seen. You know, I knew that. Like I'd watched well, everything my parents had gone through, and and uh, but again, you know, I was at a stage in my life that was still on that side of like I hadn't even gone through that the sort of like thirty. Age of 30 where you're really, really, real evaluating yourself at a serious level. And um, so, you know, that early part of ego development and, like, building stage of your life, like, it was, it was more like achieve and go. You know, I wanted to build something and do something. And, you know, I, it worked really well to be like, I know this world. I grew up in the church. Mm. And
1: I'm curious if you can go back and just list out some of the memorable acts or chapters or, and maybe your your yeah. experience at Eastlake
2: oh and okay, right. what it felt like from me like
1: your chapters huh.
2: <laughs> yeah I mean the the first chapter is like uh, the church fits in my garage <laughs> everything else, that was in the truck was on our front yard I mean eesh. I can't <laughs> believe we did that uh, and then it was like upstairs at the junior high and then it was downstairs at the junior high in the big gym. And then and then uh, probably the big move into the building when we really were like, oh, sh- this is a mega church. And we're like three years old and I'm not even 30. And that was a crazy time of like try- having to get serious about like, oh, this isn't like a little church plant we're goofing off with. Like this is, I better grow up a little bit here there's a lot of responsibility and i even hire staff and all that kind of stuff and then that's when very privately i started having uh misgivings, shall we say about
0: <laughs> <I love> christianity <laughs> and you spoke to that though like what why why did that why did that offer you the ability to have misgivings, right? Because you were mentioning just more time to- Yeah, more time. I mean, I didn't need, I wasn't leading, we had hired
2: somebody to do music and all these other things. And at least enough that I could sit down and be like, oh, I don't need to just plagiarize Rick Warren or my dad or even myself. Like I was just repeating other Mm -hmm. sermons I had done or my dad had done or another one of my mentors had done until I had time. Now I'm like, oh, dude, I have a couple days to write a sermon now. Oh, (laughs) gee, this is luxury. Except that then it was like this- rush of you know all the doubts i was like oh good now we can start addressing all these things you haven't had time for and i was Ugh. maybe that chapter's like oh no what's happening to my faith <laughs> <laughs> or, or usually actually back then it was much more positive it was like here comes the dark night of the soul that i will emerge from victorious and write a book about you know <laughs> and um
1: did you really have that sort of idea
2: Oh yeah. Like, I remember early oh, on. This is gonna be a really positive thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going through this difficult thing, but I'm gonna emerge, it's gonna build my faith, you know? And I was like, and I read the Bible all the way through twice in the same year, which I had never done and never did again. <laughs> After that second time, I'm like, oh, okay, that made it way worse. <laughs> and then Did I miss something? Yeah, totally. You well, read lot. it
1: a second time just to be yeah, sure you I, got yeah. it. I was like, I read it all. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then, then the next chapter was like more panic. That was more panic. <laughs> like like I, the first, is, telling you, okay, so panic, yeah. and
0: increased panic. Well,
2: the first, remember, the first one was like, this is going to be a great book, <laughs> and the second one's like, no one's going to sign you to a book deal in the Christian world. Yeah, and you know, somewhere in there is where I started like exposing the staff to like a little bit more, you know crazy liberal theology. And uh, I think Pete Rollins, I even had come out because I had met him in New York. And Mm -hmm. I I was like, hi, I'm a megachurch pastor in Seattle and I hate my life. Can you be my friend? (laughs) (laughs) And what a great friend he's been over the years. Then uh, yeah, next chapter is like, again, this is from my perspective. There's lots of cool things happening Mm -hmm. in the church. And I think externally, most people, when they think of like, the glory days of East, like that's what they think of. Yeah, that's not what I'm experiencing. Like I'm having, having a hell of a lot of fun. All my best friends work with me. We're having a blast. You know, we're giving away millions of dollars to amazing things. But inside, my I'm going from this is going to be a great book to No one's going to fucking sign you for anything. And when do I tell my wife I'm out on all of this religious stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm going to lose my kids and my marriage and my all my friends, I'm not gonna be able to work with them anymore. Like, I'm just like trying to, how can I hang on to something to keep doing this? Mm. Yeah. And then it was like, as soon as we went multi-site, it was like positive in the sense that I got to take a further step back away from the church to work on this chaos that was going on in my life. And it was also hard because I started liking it a lot less. It just became so much more about locations and staffing and, Mm -hmm. you know, the staff had to like double and all, and I just started liking it less. Like, uh, this is just not what I wanted to do. You know, I liked it when it was smaller, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then- Don't
1: worry, we did that.
2: Yeah. We were able to make it smaller. We were able to make it smaller. (laughs) Eventually it worked out great. (laughs) I, We we can definitely make it smaller. Time out for just a minute. Yeah.
1: Did you really think like this might cause- my marriage to oh yeah for sure I was
2: confident at first that she would lead me mm-hmm. like how could she let me lead the family spiritually you know mm-hmm. what I mean like and because Michelle was per- I mean she would say this she was into being senior pastor wife all that stuff she was getting super into that I'm in the group of the the, the queens of the big churches and uh and I was like dodging book offers. <laughs> like, they want me to book write a book and I'm inside. I'm like, no, you do not. <laughs> you know, this is gonna come down on me pretty soon. So yeah, I mean, I very much was concerned, at least that we would separate yeah. while I found my faith in Jesus or something, you know. Everything that happened after that was not as hard as worrying that I would lose yeah. proximity to my children and, and my relationship with Michelle. So once, it, once we got through that, then it was just like all this energy came back into me. Like, okay, well, we can do anything. It's like, it's going to be fine. And I actually feel more free based on stuff I've come to terms with. I was still wrestling with a ton of stuff. But in 2013, I'm like, there's some very fundamental things that I think can help people. And I need to start saying these things. So that's like when we did like You Mad Bro and some of those early (laughs) series where I was talking about, you know, the violence text in the Old Testament and how this isn't the stuff that staffers had been bringing up for a long time. Like, what about... LGBT conversation. yeah you know, there were so many more progressive people on our team than I was ready to move forward with. But started feeling safe enough to really start, you know evaluating that as a group mm-hmm. and making that a conversation that was okay to just open. And then, of course, I had to read 70 books on it. <laughs> I remember having finished that, going through everything we went through, and then a year later being like, I don't care at all what any of the books say. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it just, but it took, I had, for some reason, that was that part of my process. And
1: You've always been that way with taking in all of the information.
2: Yeah. Probably so
1: that you could then just be okay with what you already think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I look yeah. back now and I'm like, I tried so hard for so many years to try to defend that I was a Christian. <laughs> And eventually realizing like I just I should have just lost that battle early on like I'm whatever you think I am now look at my life and decide what that is like you know because yeah. so yeah and I guess that there was that big chapter of like we we Changing led the on. church through this transition of like we need to say something here and and I mean that was like you know to use the putting the dog down I mean the analogy back then was like look we could we could just leave and let this big mega church that doesn't affirm the LGBT community stay here. But that feels irresponsible since I started it. Like, let's put the rabid dog down with some of the phrases. remember used to yeah. say that, yeah. Let's not just let this dog roam the neighborhood and bite a bunch of gay kids and tell them they're a problem to God. Like, let's either burn it to the ground or fix it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we did both. <laughs> we tried to fix it for a while. <laughs> Right, we didn't start with bringing it to Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. right. and one we and I, and I feel like we you call we were, ancient future faith bringing. Yeah, to the <laughs> yeah, that's true. I,
2: I know a few things we would, but that's that's an important point I think too because since 2013 we'd already been attacking all these sacred cows like yeah. the Bible being the inerrant word of God was like the first thing I wanted to work on. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah, you're gonna make some enemies here, and so that's 2013. So two years later is when we yeah. finally did that. So we'd already been sort of like chipping away at the foundation, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, by the way, you know. Um, Time magazine's going to out us as gay affirming <laughs> yeah so next week we should probably tell the church we should tell the church <laughs> since Time already did and uh, yeah like the then church. it was just like year of at least a year yeah. of just like constant fighting people just wanted to take everybody out to coffee to get them out so that was that was fun. That was, fun. That, was that was a rough year for sure <laughs> very tiring went to therapy at the end of that year <laughs> very good decision and then uh, yeah then after that it got fun again because we closed everything down, went to one location, somehow kept limping along. Like, every couple of weeks, we're like, oh, we're out of money. And then we'd sell one of the buildings. We're like, oh, we got a couple more weeks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how we kept that thing alive with how much money we lost so fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but it was fun, again. Then we were, like, free to just, like, look, we are we don't know what the truth is but we want to live well and that's when the benefit you know to live as a beneficial presence in the world became like our slogan which is like how can you not get behind that idea that's, that's a good way to live <laughs> pretty yeah and uh yeah it just got fun because we could we could be honest about where we were at in our journey and none of us who spoke had to be on the same page we could be like you know here's where i'm at and i'm kind of so it just felt more true and honest and and uh we were free. We didn't have to defend anything anymore. I was just kind of like, this could be wrong, but here's where I'm at. And I really enjoyed that season, which was only a year. And then I got cancer
1: mm-hmm.
2: and was gone for a year. So if you really, if you want to kill a church, kids, start by <laughs> attacking the inerrancy of scripture, <laughs> affirm the LGBT community, and then get cancer and leave for a year. That's, yeah. that's a good recipe for, so that was a hell of a year. And I remember meeting with you guys, telling you guys I had cancer. And I was like, and by the way, when I beat this, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, this is a lot. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I couldn't Spoiler. leave. Uh, but my friends still work My <laughs> friends still work
2: here. And I, I don't. Yeah, I was like, I remember being worried. Like, I, I don't want to kill it. I don't want to mm-hmm. kill it. And I felt responsible. To like, make sure everybody gets jobs. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're all trying to get jobs. And. I really enjoyed the season of having Stan around so he could like help all the people who really missed Bible stuff. <laughs> Be like, yeah. talk to Stan, the walking Bible boy. Yeah. I loved that. He yeah. was so great and so yeah. helpful for all that stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, something just and at the end of 2019, it was like, you got to get out of here. I mean, even at January, 2018, when I went on that vision quest out in the desert for 14 days, the very first day of being alone and out there, it was like you're done, this isn't yours anymore was the overwhelming thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember I just cried and cried about it. Like I was so worried about letting like you guys down specifically, Mm -hmm. like the two of you. I remember like thinking about that, like uh, all these people who, I took them on this like crazy ride that people lost family over this. Like people, Mm -hmm. they don't speak to their family anymore because you know, they're not doing it right anymore. So there's, I think I did definitely for a while, carried a lot of just like, oh, you know, I just want to take care of everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. This has provided a sense of family for people who lost their family over right. this. So I finally was just like, straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> I had no more energy in me. And I was like, I got to get out of here.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people know that outside the East Lake chapters and stories, but yeah. that's, what, I mean, I want to hear... From your perspective, because there was another story going on, mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: yeah, you know, I think it's fascinating to be reminded too of your own, like when you were in Mon- moving into Montevilla, the mm-hmm. when like the megachurch growth phase was when I joined. Yeah. you hiring, expanding, right? 2011. As soon as Peter joined, (laughs) it's all downhill from there. Yeah, I'm actually really. We have the numbers for it. (laughs) The data does support (laughs) that, just just to be really clear. (laughs) Um, So, again, another good way to kill the church. Bring me on the team. But to observe the church growth piece, and then, like you brought up Pete Rollins and your own personal doubt, it's like I feel like I got to be on the team while seeing the church go through a big, another growth phase while also personally observing your own, like, processing like being at staff meetings was really interesting (laughs) like these are really interesting meetings yeah i know i kind of wish i could go back and like we were
2: processing yeah Mm -hmm. like yeah it was just a different uh i I imagine i don't know what are other churches doing i don't know but i imagine it was very interesting dynamic to watch it unfold in real time and you know like we've said many times you know i was just growing up The, the whole thing was like I wasn't just this frozen person in his, like, mid-40s pastoring a church forever. Like, I was growing up the whole time. I was on a journey. And even though that's part of what drove people to the church, like, I'd be like, hey, I don't know if any of this is true. I was born in 1978. <laughs> I don't know. But it seems like if we live like this, it might work well. Um, and then just as, as we got further into the journey, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure maybe not much of this is actually the truth. <laughs> What, what, a, uh, what a shift, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's what happens when you grow up publicly. Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess I want to know, like, when you had, like, book deals and you were, you know, in the green rooms with these other pastors, like, how do you think you maintained your integrity and in your character? What was it that made you not look like everyone else?
2: Well, first, thanks for that. That's a pretty generous thing to say. Uh, I hope that that's who I want to be. I mean, again, whatever someone thinks about my descent down the slippery slope <laughs> to hell, <laughs> I was it was done honestly <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and openly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, over the years, I've met with many pastors locally and around the country who were like, I agree, and they just don't tell their congregation these things. And that might be a good idea actually, but uh, I couldn't, I I had a hard time. Like I did it for a few years where like I had to go back after those years of like, you know, basically uh, jukeboxing again, like taking, Rick Warner gave me all of his sermons he'd ever preached, you know? So when I'm going through all this, I was just like, I'm just gonna put my own stories in and use Rick's stuff. And so buy myself some time mm-hmm. so I can, but I could only do that for a little while. It was disintegrating me on the inside. So it was more about like, it got too painful to mm-hmm. live out of, out of truth. I, like I always joke around, like I can't keep secrets. Like I wanna, if I get you a present, I better get it like the day before Christmas <laughs> or I'm gonna give it to you immediately, <laughs> like on November 4th or <laughs> something ridiculous. So, you know, that's a, it, it has its downsides, but it's a good quality, I suppose, to have mm-hmm. in, a, in a pastor.
0: It's preferable to some other
2: person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> you know, what people usually want is like, you know, to keep the theology in tight, but but also, you know, I, I didn't do that very well, but I it's like at least I tell you the truth. This is yeah. what I'm thinking, this is how I'm feeling. Um, sorry, this is hard for everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um, but also I think I do want to say that I think I was going down that direction. I remember seeing it rise up in myself. And I think, uh, I just, I don't know, let's call it the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, something was like, do you see what you're, do you see what you're turning into? Like, do you see how you like that? Mm. And there was just enough, whatever, conscience or Jiminy Cricket in there (laughs) to be like, ooh, I don't, I mean, I even remember being in a green room setting and looking around the room and listening to pastors do their... You know, cool guy thing, and just being like, "Ugh," and then feeling that that judgment that I just had for Ugh, this is what being immediately seeing this is what you're hmm. you're you're in this room. You're part of this. This that you're like, "Ugh," you're you're that too. And um, and I also think you know, let me take the opportunity to say that like, I hurt people for sure. Like, if you want to lead. Oh, and you want to speak publicly for decades. Like, I know I fucked up. You know, I met, I messed up. I, I'm so ashamed of the things I told people, like, oh, with how they should live their lives or that they shouldn't live together or something and they can't lead a group. Like, yeah. shut up. Like, <laughs> get your face out of people's lives, you know? So I just... The structure of how church, at least within the world we were in, works—it's there's this power
1: mm-hmm.
2: that you just kind of get—you just kind of get it because you're picking up the sword of God, mm-hmm. and that's so dangerous. And I think I just at least want to acknowledge, while saying thank you for that beautiful compliment, and I want to be a person of integrity. Thank you for seeing me like that. That also, um, I. I have regrets about wielding that sword of of God's word, and this is what God thinks, and this is what God wants, and I get to judge who's, you know, all that just uh, gross. I'm sorry, (laughs) I don't wanna, I'm glad I'm not in that anymore, and the older I've gotten, um, I think I've just gotten, I'm more in touch with, you know, how arrogance and, And youth can go together in some gross ways, you know what I mean. And anyway, just want to acknowledge that that also is part of who I was.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was thinking about what you might say in response to the charisma character question because I also think, like, I have conversations to this day, even though I'm not um, in the church world anymore, but with friends, former friends, former colleagues, whatever, um, who are like still on their own journey of doubting and processing i'm a i'm a safe place for people who mm-hmm. can't talk mm-hmm. to our fellow pastors mm-hmm. and i think it's unique that you chose to tell people the whole time what you were thinking almost, almost. yeah <laughs> well yeah i know you took your time to do it, but eventually you decided like i have to come clean which yeah. i think is like its own interesting integrity because i would think that everybody who i talk to that has their doubts wouldn't say i'm not a person of integrity right so like for some reason you linked your a public kind of proclamation of my questions and doubts mm-hmm. with integrity which i think is uncommon and maybe that's your wiring and your personality but i you just don't see that often cuz i think a part of the i don't know like a part of a, the role of the lead pastor if you think about it like what is the ceo like they kind of just need to like say the corporate line right like don't say anything like don't say anything crazy, like yeah. say we're innovating and we're gonna grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a company. Yeah. I, just, like, I know how to do this. Right. So I'm don't obviously like, pretty good at exactly. it. Exactly, don't keep bring doing up it. all the stuff that's not yeah. going good in the company. Like just, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, just interesting that you chose to do that. I wonder about, like I wonder, I, how, I, have you reflected like why, what about your personality or your wiring? does Yeah, it? Oh, for sure. I, I, I felt deeply that I owed
2: that to the church whether that's true or not i don't know i'm people have argued me on that point like friends like yeah you know i don't think you needed it you know but to me that mattered because i felt like i had at some level a relationship to this thing this group this congregation this community of people maybe because of the style of teaching that i did i felt like i was opening my heart to everyone and um and I, and there's like this is there's something big going on that i'm not telling them and
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, and then there's also enough of my personality <laughs> that also likes let's what mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm going to just bring this into the field i do this in my relationships like i'm like i'm going to say the thing and bring it out into the field and now we get to see what happens because i like intensity mm-hmm. and i Like, let's hurry up and get to the truth. No matter how painful or difficult that is, it's interesting. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to say this, and it's not going to be boring.
0: (laughs) And I'm not going to run away.
2: (laughs) And I'm not going to run away. And then we're all going to look at it together, and then we'll see what happens. And, you know, I remember telling the staff, like, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to start saying these things. And if you want to vote me off the island, now will be the time. (laughs) And it's okay. You can do it anonymously. And, you know. Um, but I think everyone else had just enough of that in them too, like, let's see what happens, you know? And so it's, one was, I was compelled. I felt like I owned it in relationally. And then the other one is I do think I like,
0: mm.
2: I like, um, yeah, intensity and it felt like intense. It felt like so true and like in the moment, like this is fucking happening and I'm going to just say it. And then who knows what happens? Yes. <laughs> I don't know,
0: yeah. That sounds that exciting. That sounds like, and you're just like, like sermon or message like, like that sounds like an like staff meeting right yeah. of like you don't know what it's gonna be like but it won't be boring
2: yeah and I mean that you know the whole idea like the truth will set you free is like a, another that's another let's hang on to that one you know mm-hmm. like the truth I mean even in my work that I do now with people it's all about trust and the truth like relaxing in trust which is kind of what Eastlake was all about like hey everybody doesn't matter who you are you know show up with puke on your shirt because you're hungover like it's like hey you're, you're safe. So safety, yeah. safety allows you to open and trust, which allows you to let your guard down. And then, because you're in that state, you can look at the truth. And when you can look at the truth, you can experience freedom. You can be liberated. You can see something from a higher perspective or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I'm into that.
0: In yeah. whatever context, I might be able to play with it. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I'm just so glad that we, I happened upon these, like, I was thinking about how many people have been, I don't know, like Eastlake went through a phase where we were just like basically evangelical theology plus some swear words and some beer yeah. and like some Seahawks videos. There was like this, that's when I kind of joined and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like a funner version of evangelical. Like I can <laughs> say like the shit and it's not a problem. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. But because of your wiring or however, like that intensity piece and that like, Kind of radical authenticity or willingness to say the truth. Like I was able to experience things that I've never experienced before, right? Like I, I wouldn't have been able to go down the path that I went down had you not been willing to share. So I just hope you hear gratitude in that way because yeah, I do. Thank you. I, I'm not alone in that, by the way. Like there's lots mm-hmm. of people who.
1: Not me. I'm just kidding yeah, Kristen has major pushback I she'll share that
0: finally I get to say
1: my piece yeah. yeah. on the way out I'm going to throw the bomb and- that's actually <laughs> another one of
2: those canary in the mind moments I'm like Peter and Kristen have seen me in all these things in everything they've seen me in the worst moments in meetings like all this stuff and Aaron was my assistant forever and one of my closest friends and I'm like okay every time I'm like am I okay? Am I doing a good job? Am I a decent human being? I'm like, these people know who I am yeah. <laughs> and they love me. So
0: right, yeah. I'm okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah. I do think that's a nice thing that you brought up though too, just that criticize you for what you would like people have. So you're aware <laughs> of those things, but I've always felt like you tell me the truth. I haven't ever felt like you lied to us. Which is nice and yeah. appreciated. Thanks.
2: Yeah, at least it's the truth of what I think, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're Totally truth. the fucking false n- nonsense, <laughs> yeah. but at least that's where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was true even when I was, like, hardcore evangelical Christian. That's I believed that. I wasn't fucking around with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I was all the way in. Like, I'm there early setting up chairs and praying over them because somebody who's sitting in this chair is going to go from death to life today, you know and salvation and and we were talking earlier before we started filming that like, I actually cry a lot less in my life. I I, I mean, I'm still in touch with my emotions and I feel like I have a healthy relationship to my emotional life and I do cry when it wants to come through. (laughs) But I feel like I used to cry so much more and there's something about, I think I was terrorized. Like I need to communicate a critical message that these people need because the wages of sin is death. Like I was sold out, yeah. and uh, and to be relieved from that has been like m- salvation, my own salvation. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to be on that side of it. I'm like, oh, I this I don't. There's nothing to weep about. You know, as hard all the time. Like, we're gonna be okay. The world's got enough things to weep about. <laughs> yeah, funny. You don't need to be about. By the way, when you're done with this shit
0: show, God's really pissed.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my God. This is horrible news. <laughs> I can relate.
0: I can relate to that. I feel like I got saved at Eastlake. I've shared that before. But just the idea of being relieved of that anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Of all the pressure. I think coming to Eastlake and observing your intensity, though. Right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It was just being reminded, like, I don't cry about that. Like, <laughs> no, I haven't I lost a wink of sleep about people going to hell. And it's like... Huh. <laughs> Do I honestly believe it? Like, you know, I'm pretty I mean? comfortable with it. Like, like, how am I sleeping so well? Like, I wonder if I actually believe it. So, like, your intensity did—it kind of, was like a bit of a mirror. Right. I'm like, I click on Netflix. Like, yeah, it could happen. But you know, like, it's a mirror. So, like, I'm not That's sure. That's my neighbor Dave. Yeah, exactly. He's going to hell too. <laughs> totally. So, like, to have somebody live it out so intensely is helpful to kind of help reveal, like, what again, bring alignment to my stated belief versus my lived out. Yeah that's what helped me I'm like I care
2: a lot about this <laughs> I feel like God's pretty comfy with the arrangement <laughs> and I thought he's in charge <laughs> I just, like that snapped you know at some point that that and it needed to be that that polarity needed to be so stark for that to crack
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so super glad that I was hella into it <laughs> that's yeah. what it took that's what yeah. it took
1: I appreciate that reflection because you were known as like the guy who cried all the time I you know, know that was totally like a it was like oh so there he goes it. again I know and oh, it was hoo, like- <laughs> I
2: was like I remember every time I would feel like coming I'd be like god, <laughs> god. not an, and I would and then we were doing like four services a weekend yes. I'm like geez, I'm gonna like be so swollen
0: tomorrow
1: <laughs> it's it like,
0: it's funny <laughs> though yeah, to right. like make fun of you for that I in know. retrospect because it's like it's hilarious this yeah. guy's crying about people going the to hell that poor kid is scared
2: <laughs> people are going to hell like I remember at stage in my life i was like in san diego visiting my parents and my dad's oldest brother was in town he total like outspoken atheist great guy actually recently passed away amazing uncle um and i remember them talking about something and i got into the conversation like i'm gonna try to save him you know and i'm like crying like and my dad's pretty calm. i think I, i should ask my dad like what was that like for you like your 20 something year old also a pastor's son just like bawling trying to get Uncle Hal to give his life to Jesus hmm. and uh yeah I mean I was it was real to me was, I'm like yeah. why i don't we don't need to turn on the game Hal is going to hell what matters more than that you know what I mean and so yeah there's
0: something about
2: yeah
0: I guess taking that seriously that yeah. helps you.
2: Realize you don't
0: have to take it seriously at all. It's just funny to, for Christians to make fun of you for that. Like, yeah, this guy is crying about people going to hell. We've been thinking this for years. Yeah. Just and then when I'm like, yeah, I don't believe in hell. They're like, ooh, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you used to care too much and now you don't care enough. we <laughs> <laughs> like to ratchet right in the middle. I can't seem to do it right. Yeah, neither <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, I'm shifting gears. Maybe mm-hmm. not. This might be part of the integrity thing, but. There was a pivotal moment where you decided, I don't want to speak as much. When everybody else it felt like was, how often can I speak? How many books can I write? Mm -hmm. How many events can I go speak at? Mm -hmm. And you were like, how much less can I talk? (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to see if you can go back to that particular decision making process and what that was. Yeah,
2: well one, it's boring for me. (laughs) Like, if it's just me talking, I'm not learning anything. Hmm. And I loved when someone else, like, I liked being like, this is what I want to go through. Like, I could still curate content, but not control. I couldn't control it then. And that's when it gets interesting. Like so, I could curate. Like I want to go in these directions, but it's gonna be an. It's gonna be like it's like I said earlier. I think like, what's gonna happen, <laughs> <laughs> and that's I get bored. I'll get bored, and I and it, so if this is gonna be a community I'm gonna go to, like I want to be challenged. I want to, and that's when I'm the guy, being the voice all the time. Like that, I'm, I'm not gonna get that. I'm gonna need to go somewhere else or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is my community, so that's part of the reason. The other one is, like, we don't need another church with a white guy a cis, hetero, white guy speaking 52 weeks a year. <laughs> so that, that part's a little more on the obvious side. I could bring in so many different perspectives if it's not, it, has to, it doesn't have to be one other white guy. I and remember amazing, that and we, gosh, we had so much fun so with who we could time. bring in, and yeah. So that, that, that experimentation, which is always like been the fun thing about Eastlake, we're like, I would always warn everybody, all you guys, like, this isn't gonna last because we're going to risk it on experiments all the time. You know, what if we do it like this? Then what happens? You know, play fast and loose with it, and that's what made it fun.
1: One of my questions for you, and you offered this up already, was, do you have regrets? Mm-hmm. And not that you need to list them out, but yes <laughs> yeah, or no, do you? Stevens, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But...
0: There's probably so many <laughs> in this season <laughs> what? what? Like, he's like, I don't remember. No, he's like, <laughs> finally. Right. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> finally, you finally yeah, become yeah,
1: God damn it. And what have, they, what have they taught you? What are the lessons that you take from some of those? <sighs> and just mm. in general, if you look back at the idea of regret.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the big ones was getting so wrapped up in heaven and God's agenda that I missed some times with my oldest kids. So for sure that's a, you know, you can't, can't change that. Like I was on, I had a theology that like what was primary was, you know, what was eternal. And uh, yeah. So that's, that's the loss. Thankfully I have wonderful relationships with my kids. And I honestly would say because of what happened, all the shit storm at Eastlake, has provided me such good relationships with my adult children. Like, I I would burn that church down again tomorrow because of what I got at the end was because of it. It's just these amazing, authentic, loving relationships with my adult kids. I think early on I was so worried about, like, I'd seen so much abuse in the church where, like, the pastors became royalty Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be so the opposite of that that I— Um, undervalued my own energy and I let people just use me up and uh, I gave more than I could. I'm not blaming anyone for that other than me. Like I needed to be like, I can't sit at the front until everyone leaves and I'm the last person to go. And I exhausted myself, you know, trying to feel everyone, like not just be there for everyone, but feel with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't do a good job of um, taking care of myself. And then the other side of that was I let Michelle kind of get taken advantage of a little too much. and um, Because I'm like, oh, you know, we're not. I just didn't want to be the opposite of that, where we just get worshipped and taken care of, but also like, you know, my wife could use some fucking support. We have four kids and I'm gone all day today. And I didn't, you know, I couldn't imagine letting, you know, my wife be taken good care of by the church. And I'm like, that was shitty. Yeah, so I regret that. And then just like a number of times where, you know, my youthful, um, just being a kid in charge, you know, just saying, saying dumb stuff and treating people with a little bit too much of a dismissiveness or being, being too quick with staff transitions, where I was like, oh, you could have you gone a little softer and gentler there. And, and I would have, in fact, I've circled back with people a few times over the years and been like, hey, I would have done that differently and I'm sorry. and. And then there are other there are other regrets that I'm like, ah, but if I would have done it different, yeah. then I wouldn't have had experienced the things that ended up being so good about that for me. So like, for instance, multi-site. Mm-hmm. Like I would, like right now I'd be like, oh my God, never do multi-site. Like if somebody was like, I'm in a church, I'm like, well, at one, you should quit. It's, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you're going to do it anyway, don't go multi-site. Like that was a, I got convinced into that by like the guys, you know, I was always like following these bigger leaders who were like coaching me up. And like, you, Meeks, you gotta do this. You're out, you've been out of space for years, whatever. And I was having so much fun, even though I was having this like existential crisis about my faith in the background, the truth was I was having so much fun in my life. And and site, it like killed everything that I loved about Eastlake, which was like, we didn't even podcast. We were mm-hmm. like, if you don't wanna hear, if you don't wanna be here with us, with the we, then go download somebody else. Everybody else is podcasting. Like, this is a thing that we're doing, and it happens right here for real. And I loved the energy of that. Again, I think I'm just noticing how mm-hmm. that keeps coming back up. Like, yeah. let's see what fucking happens today. Uh, and multi site forced a like homogeneity of like churn out the, this is how we do everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Multi site forced us to, to be something different. Scale. Yeah. Scale the model. Yeah. It was very corporate and Systems. I Central I didn't like
0: support. That.
2: But again, there were so many things that were good about that that I needed.
0: Plus multi-site. I think gave us longer runway to do inclusion. For sure. We they wouldn't I'm not sure financially we could have pulled off inclusion without multi-site because of how locked up the money got in I equity. couldn't agree <laughs> more. <laughs> Which allowed Which, us to learn the wrong way and do, you know, like you said, put down the dog in an ethical way.
2: So. Yes. Well, and and because we all know that time, because of that, because stuff was in equity, um, we could keep going further as a group. Because yeah. there's like, there's the story of what was going on at Eastlake, but as soon as we started like, you know, sliding down the slippery slope, that what was really happening was there was a little fellowship of the ring on a journey and that was the <laughs> staff and everyone's like, we're changing quite a bit <laughs> and it's all happening and we needed each other and we stuck together. But without that, and, and remember the windfall of when we went to one location, yeah. we had all these like struggling campuses that are like, Oh, my friends left and they're angry that I'm going to hell. And they we like, let's all just come back. And it was like this big gathering. And we're like, Oh, there's actually quite a few of us here. And yeah. that boon, was really helpful to keep it kind of running. And then, you know, basically it just turned into this like the methadone that lets people <laughs> finally let go of Christianity. And they're like, oh, I, I'm sobered up. I realize I don't need church at all. We're like, yep, that's how this works. We're basically <laughs> working ourselves out of a job. And, yeah. and, and you're, and, but multi site for sure is what allowed us to do that. So
1: I just look at my own life and I can look back and say, like, oh, sure, I regret that. But, I don't know, do you feel like in the end, unless I'm asking both of you, does it all work together?
2: For the good of those good who love Jesus? For <laughs> the good of those who love. I, do. I don't know. Yes. I like they're all the, the, I like, the life, the, the
1: rings of life inside of a tree of like,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm sure there's things that I would be like, I absolutely would not do that again, cut it out and my life is better now because of it. But I feel like in the end, the hardest things and the things- Hologram. <laughs> Okay, good. There's an example. We found it. Oh, my gosh.
2: The worst weekend of our lives. That was terrible. Our
0: lives. It was really
2: awful. Yeah.
0: That was not the worst And I used to like, <laughs> And <laughs> some of my favorite
2: moments. Yes. Like living in that building with Jason and Grant and, and Jonah and, uh, I mean, Dan Kretz. And we yep. just murdered yes. our bodies, smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and that <laughs> thing. And the whole staff for large swaths there of the time. There was one
1: weekend... Where we were at the University of Washington campus until like midnight trying yeah. to get it to yeah go back to buckle. Uh,
2: yeah, I, We made I, Tom yeah. and Dan fly to the East Coast to learn how to set up a satellite to outer space <laughs> every week so we can do a live stream to help you. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> do you remember how geeky dorky they got about oh, it? Yeah. They were like, we're so great. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Awesome. I guess I'm just wondering, yeah. do you
1: feel like I do. Maybe there's a handful of things that you toss out and life is the same now had it not happened. But for the most part, would you say all of those, most of the things that you look back on are like, oof, I would have done it differently. Maybe you wouldn't have because you want to be who you are now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I like how Peter Crohn says it. It happened the way it happened and it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. So it's like, it eliminates the, it, it, I love that idea. It couldn't have happened any other way. Well, why? Because it didn't. Like the past is unchangeable. So it like, what is regret for? You know, like hopefully we can learn from our mistakes. And yet I do believe, I mean, it's, I'm not the, not the Christ Jesus part maybe, but that it's up to you to decide whether everything in your life can work to your benefit.
1: Hmm.
2: I don't think it's automatic. You can let your whole life be a, just a tragedy. Or you can be like, man, cancer really taught me a lot. And when I got fucking publicly humiliated and my church blew up in my face and you know, like, I, that taught me a lot. You know, like I yeah. and I'm not like trying to Pollyanna frame something that was hard. It really is true. Like th- it was good for me. But again, I don't think that's automatic. I think we have to decide to like look at the you know half shit sandwich that life on earth can be and be like, I'm going to choose to. I guess at some level trust that whatever I really am deep inside, behind the personality, behind the ego, behind the nonsense, that um, that it's good, and that life is good, and that I can I can trust that it can all be used and recycled, you know, for beauty and for forgiveness, and isn't that true? Even like the, sometimes the worst things, like think about it in relationships, like I think the hardest times Michelle and I have ever had are the places where the biggest gifts came to our relationship. Uh, And so I wouldn't wanna take away those horrible, horrible moments because the intimacy that those offered us through the healing of those pains, I mean, it's made our relationship better. And so life, I think for sure life is like that. Like, oh, your capacity to hold pain as you expand it, it makes it means that your capacity to hold joy and oh, beauty and all that stuff is so much bigger. Like that, you think about last night with all the staff, like we went through the shit together and everyone just laughed. Like we know how to laugh because we know how to cry. Mm-hmm. I think those, they're not, you can't
1: separate them. Thinking about hologram. (laughs) Just throwing out there, okay, some of your favorite memories. When you think about like the greatest times you had at East, like what comes to mind, what do you think about?
2: Oh man, there's so many years of good times. I mean, staff retreats were the best. Yes, that's on my list. Yeah. Um, The moments of like, I mean, it's funny. It's like, again, it goes back to like shitty moments are all the best moments, like sleeping in the building, you know, like ripping carpet out of the Monroe campus. Oh, like, God, Monroe. what were we doing in that, Monroe, that, guys? That, 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 what were we not doing? not on my list. That's not,
0: that's not, that's not my,
1: I was pregnant at that time, and I sat in a rocking chair and watched all of you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was
2: sleeping in my bus in the parking lot. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> terrible. Glory. January 25th, mm-hmm. 2015. I mean... When we made that statement, it was just, if something in, if it is a thing, something in my soul was like, without question, this was the right thing to do. Like, I felt like, yeah, whatever it means to be in full alignment with your destiny, I can. Mm -hmm. Um, The early days with, like, some of my best friends starting the church, like Pat and JP, and, you know, it's just like, those were, golden moments where friends were like, that thing that the staff ended up becoming, the way that started was with me and my friends and Michelle and our, our friends, like, yeah. It was like, we were that. We were close people who loved each other and wanted to like have a great time and make a make a meaningful life. The only thing we knew how to do that with was with the Jesus narrative, you know, which is great. Um, but really that's what it came down to, you know. Yeah. Those moments, for sure. Drinks for Drinks was super fun. <laughs> I love... We loved throwing parties. We were good at it. I don't know. What about you guys? I'm curious what you would say.
0: Getting snowed in a staff retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always going to tell Like, staffer believe- and extra staff retreat. Well, I- staff retreat that got extended. <laughs> I believe
1: I gave up my bed so that you and Brittany could... Come and stay in that yeah, bunk
0: room. Appreciate that. Yeah. Much so we like yeah you snowed. were in bunk room for I was years. in the single
1: bunk room. That's not yeah. one of my favorite memories. They put yeah. all the single people yeah. in a bunk room together. It was together. Uh,
2: kind of a frat house mentality yeah. for sure. It was
1: terrible bit. punishment for being single.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I realized last hmm. night I haven't drank as much as I drank last night with the staff. Since I was on staff at Eastlake, right? this has been very good for my yeah, health exactly. to not That's work the here. Thing. Like, <laughs> you
1: don't smoke
0: anymore. You don't drink anymore. I Don't smoke anymore. I don't drink anymore. Wow, I, just, I really need pretty. to leave Christianity.
1: <laughs> 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 but I look back at Eastlake and the different chapters, and I think my favorite memories are just like feeling full of like purpose, and yeah. um, like. I was like going after whatever the thing was that we were going after mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time. Okay. And it felt good to like have that purpose.
0: That's on my list too The One thing that came up as you were sharing, to be on a leadership team where you can bring up, like it's safe to bring up when your honest opinion mm-hmm. isn't common. I feel like as I've left, it's like you kind of have, I feel like it's pretty easy to kind of get a little bit into self-protection, like what, like brand management, mm-hmm. and I feel like I, on the on the team that we had, I feel like it was very positive to tell the truth, even if it was a dissenting opinion, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. very positive. But I also think to be on a team where you can make real change is uncommon too. Like I feel like in lots of roles, um, you're kind of like I don't get to make that choice. Like that's not a thing. And I feel like to be on a leadership team where it's like we can choose to. Do what we want. We could choose to do anything. What do we want to do? Totally is a very invigorating, exciting experience. And like like you said, hope to have those opportunities again in the future. But that's something that I'm like grateful that I got to experience that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. me too. That's the part of that like sort of revolutionary. uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? Like um, anarchist. Yes, part of me. Yeah, like mutiny. Yeah, mutiny. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like this. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why we started our own. Right. <laughs> like, we can we can do whatever we want. Yeah. We have a liquor license. <laughs> like, you know I mean? just stupid stuff. Now, like I'm like that's not even edgy to me right. now. But back then, it's like yeah, we don't have a phone number and right. we don't do any of the, th- Where's what's your discipleship night? We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Other churches are for that, you know, or whatever our answer was at the time. And making videos that you're like, you cannot play this on a Sunday. And we're like,
0: we're gonna play it. <laughs> you know I,
2: mean? I loved, loved, yeah. they're just, that's just something about my personality that really
0: likes that. That's stuff. on the list too, the making of those CX videos. I was in none, I wasn't ever in a CX video but I would just kind of come and hang out and watch. Like, oh, it's, it's like they're making a video. It's so Hovering around fun. like the energy. Yeah, it, it is. At the end of the day, we started a fun thing.
2: <laughs> Let's just be real about it. And it, was, it got serious. We didn't realize like what it would be, you know, at the end. But it, again, what made it unique wasn't that we used the Bible or any of the, it wasn't even unique that we said, Jesus died for your sins. Like none yeah. of that is like what made it a thing. Oh, that's a different thing over there. It was the people, the personnel, and the fact that it was like there was so much life and joy at the center of it. And that's for sure uh, what I'll miss and what I'm committed to continuing to cultivate in my life. Like just joy and laughter. And because. I, all the things that make life worth living. And and I and I don't mean that to the expense of pain and difficulty because I hope I've been clear already that I think you have to have both to expand both to mm-hmm. feel both. Mm-hmm. So it's like to really be in the truth that like oh I'm hurting so bad or someone's hurting so bad and my friend or whatever. And oh my god, this is so fun fun. You know, being being able to live in in the both sides of that is like the That's the engine of reality. I love it.
1: I think one of the things that just came to mind um, that I think is interesting is that I, because I just said we're talking a lot about being on staff because that's our perspective of our experience at Eastlake. But I also feel like I do see still groups of friends who met each other because of Eastlake or at Eastlake. And they are still each other's best friends and raising their kids together and moving to different states together. And I think one of the greatest things that Eastlake taught me was just how to find my people. Mm -hmm. Like how to find those safe people who are going to live with me in that pain Mm -hmm. and in the joy. Mm -hmm. And I think when we were at Juanita and starting to do like just online stuff— one of the things we kept saying was like, I hope people have learned how to find that community because we're not always going to be able to give it yeah, to you right, on a Sunday yeah, morning. We'll
2: do that all the time, yeah. Totally. And I
1: think, I think Isaac really did do that, at least for me and for some of the people that I still see out in the world. Oh yeah, for sure. People are living with their communities that they built mm-hmm. through this place. So
2: yeah, that's an encouraging. I still guess, get people who. Well, like once in a while, like send a message like that, like, hey, just wanted to say I was at Eastlake with a sign, my best friends, or or even like I've had a lot over the past like four years, people reach out and be like, hey, sorry I bitched you out at, like,
1: I was wondering that. Like, my
2: kid came out to me yesterday and I get it now, or I couldn't have had the beautiful conversation I had with my daughter. Mm -hmm if you hadn't pissed me off so bad in 2015 and I had to process it for two years before I could, you know what I mean, that yeah. kind of stuff? I've had a lot of those.
1: I'm so glad you have. And
2: only one would have been worth it, right? Yeah. I mean, it was already worth it. But it's like, yeah, because there's plenty of places that are to- towing the old line still. Um, so it's just fun to see that it's got legs, man. I mean, I've had so many clients who, they were like, oh, I've, you know, they live across the country and they're like, oh, I followed Eastlake for years watching this thing. Mm-hmm. and. You know, it was been such an inspiration to me and my family, and and they never, we never heard of them, right? But so it's cool to see the, the it's just had us this long tail that we'll we'll never know, you know, yeah. all the cool ways that it's done some beautiful thing in someone's life. Mm-hmm. But we can we can trust it, it
0: is true. Uh, just think about, I just want to say thank you. Um, thanks for starting Eastlake. It's crazy to think about, but like thank you for. Thank you for starting it. Um, I can't fathom like how my life would have gone. I have a hunch. Actually, I can't fathom, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hunch that looks pretty similar yeah. but with a perspective that was less open. And um, I'm just so glad that I happened upon Eastlake when I did. And I'm so glad that you were willing to go on your journey, make it so public, live in integrity. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of this character traits that we talked about. And I said this to Michelle too when we talked with her, but I love you. Uh, thanks nice for time. being my friend. Mm-hmm. And thanks for all of your work personally that you were willing to like open to mm-hmm. others to observe, because I am certain I wouldn't have been able to experience a lot of the things that I've been able to grow in and change in had I not had somebody who was brave enough to go in front of me. Cause I was like, I can do it. I think a couple months after he did it, about ten percent of the capacity that he did. It, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it just it, you made it safe uh-huh. to learn how to ask questions. I, I, you talked about kind of becoming, growing up at Eastlake, and I honestly felt like I never, I, I became an adult where I could like have more critical thinking skills at Eastlake. Mm-hmm. And there's a hundred life lessons, leadership lessons that I can apply and still able to take to my future life, which is great because of Eastlake. But just from a who I am and my values, thank you. Thanks for doing this. Mm. It's a labor of love. And if it was, I'm glad that you went through all the shit you did for me. (laughs) (laughs) Easy to say. But I just want you to know, like, I have deep gratitude for you and for Michelle and for all of your your hard work over the years. So I hope you hear that.
1: All the things Peter just said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for you. I mean... I don't think I wanted to go on any sort of journey like this. <laughs> and I don't think I would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I ever would have had the courage to look beyond what was safe and easy to say. Um, if I wasn't like right next to you watching you do all of this stuff, I feel like we were... we were with you, but we were watching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and learning from you and i'm so grateful mm-hmm. there was two moments that i wanted to say i'm sure you probably i don't know if you remember them or not but the first one was i had a year end review with you at the outback steakhouse <laughs>
0: <laughs> what okay
1: and you said to me kb I need you to use your voice Mm. and I need you to speak up because I can tell you have thoughts Mm -hmm. and things that you don't say. Um, I just think that was like life changing for me, for you to be like, I need you to use your voice. and how lots of leaders probably don't ask for that. They don't ask for the feedback and they don't, and I think I was probably one that gave a lot of, (laughs) I ended up giving a lot of like pump the brakes feedback over the years. (laughs) For
2: sure, thank God.
1: (laughs) Um, But, and then the other one was when you texted me and you, you were on a train to Canada. Oh yeah probably to get a bus. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Hey, would you ever want to speak at?" He's like on the stage. And That was transformative for me too because I live a lot in my head, and so to be forced to like speak things out loud and figure out what I think about things. I don't I don't think I would have had the courage to do that either unless mm. it was like, you're doing it at 9 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> so
2: it's a little bit of a pressure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, oh.
1: So thanks for helping me find my voice mm. and telling me that it was valuable.
2: Well, thanks to both of you. I love you so much, both of you. I respect the absolute shit out of you both. <laughs> huh. I feel like I have... Uh, I have a pretty good idea of who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just such lovely people. To hear, to have you tell me that you respect my integrity, that's all I see in you ever, both of you. Just such deep, beautiful lives of integration and honesty. So it means a lot. And I'm so glad. That you chose to and, and, and follow the invitation to speak up, <laughs> because wow, so many people have uh, learned from you, including me. <laughs> it was so important that you speak, and Peter, you too, man. I love the way that you communicate, and uh, it it would have been such a such a loss to not have both of you help lead and direct and shepherd and <laughs> yeah, shape what. I feel like the most significant, it wasn't the flashiest era, but it was the most significant era of East Lakes history. It was something very special going on while the walls were caving in. Like, yeah. it's funny now, but it's like, wow, there was, oh, it's so funny, I just had a memory. Do you remember when we were at the airport taking communion together?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't remember
2: exactly what was happening,
1: Especially but, we went to Highlands.
2: Yeah, I remember we had gone to that affirming church and we were all so fucking convicted to the core that we had no idea what love and redemption and yeah. acceptance meant until we had been there. And then we're at the airport just bawling, everyone crying, and somehow we're figuring out how to give each other communion.
0: Yeah.
2: And it actually doesn't even matter what the specific details of all that was. But I think that for me that stands as like a, almost like a, like a framed moment of like something so deep was being shifted in our hearts yeah. you know that's just an example an event example of like you know for whatever happened at Eastlake I think the real story is that we all got caught up in a in something that blew through town <laughs> and there was no you couldn't you can't walk away from it. You're like, I'm, in, I'm in this thing now. I'm in the stir of it, and uh, we're just gonna see where it lands. <laughs> and, and it was such a ride, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So thanks getting, thanks for
0: getting caught up in it with us. It was awesome. <laughs> we need each other for that's for sure.
1: What's the final word? How does this end?
0: That's it. Yeah. Just gratitude. Goodbye,
2: East Lake. Thanks for all the memories. That was really fun. Did you
0: see
1: that?
2: That was crazy. That was crazy. Woo! <laughs> I thought
0: that's a good That's message. pretty much it. That's the best way to say goodbye. He's like, what the f***?